Welcome to Scanning School, session 188. Today we're asking the question, are used scanners getting to be too expensive? I've seen this question pop up from time and time, and I think it's time that we actually address it here on the podcast. Again, this is Scanner School, and we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. And I think this kind of falls into it. Is it the right time to buy a used scanner, or should you hold off because the market is just too hot right now? Find out, because we're going to discuss this in detail. Today's podcast is sponsored by our two brand new training courses. Our free SDR course, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Software Defined Radio, will get you started with SDRs in an afternoon. We will show you what hardware and accessories to buy to get started with Software Defined Radio. Then we'll show you the step-by-step how-to to install the drivers, tune your first frequency with SDR Sharp, and then have you monitoring digital at the end of this free course. Our advanced course continues with beginner's course left off and levels up your SDR experience. In this course, you'll learn even more about software-defined radio. We will show you how you can substitute an SDR for your high-end digital scanner, how to monitor HD radio, monitor trunk systems, and overhead data with Unitrunker, and even how to monitor all the talk groups on a system and never miss a beat with SDR trunk. You can sign up for both courses at courses.scannerschool.com. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com slash Patreon or www.scannerschool.com slash support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C., Denny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Evan Barcock, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, John Keel, John Swinney, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lynn Smith, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Kroger, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Robert, Robert Kansler, Robert Kanzler again, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandola, Signals Everywhere, Terry Weatherford, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome back to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. So last week, we had talked about the P25 scanner radio shortage. And 
you know, that, that's kind of going on right now, right? In, in, in the year 2021, thanks to what happened with COVID and everything else we talked about in last week's podcast. And again, if you need a refresh, you can go and check out podcast session 187. But there is definitely a shortage in the new market when it comes to some P25 scanner radios, especially like the SDS100 and the SDS200. And we are seeing them in the used market for about what you can pay new. So right now, an SDS 100 new will cost you pretty much 650 US dollars. A new SDS 200 goes for about 700 US dollars. I have seen on eBay and also on Radio Reference and Facebook posts that people are still asking the new price for those used radios. And in a market where you can't find that product as new, the used market is going to dictate a very strong price for those kinds of radios because supply and demand. There is no supply in the new market. Demand is still there. The used market is going to pretty much be as strong as the new market. So if you've got a used SDS 100 or 200 that you bought two years ago and you don't use it, hey, it's safe to break even right now on that scanner radio market. But what about other scanner radios that are out there? I mean, there's more scanner radios than just the SDS-100 and the SDS-200. Well, back in podcast session 103, we talked about how to safely buy a used scanner radio. Again, if you want a refresher on that, you can go to scannerschool.com slash session 103. I recommend eBay by far, because it's the largest second-hand market for used scanner radios. Again, you can help Scanner School if you buy from eBay by going to scannerschool.com slash eBay. Now, just because you can support Scanner School with an eBay purchase isn't why I recommend them. I recommend them for several reasons, one of them being, as a buyer, eBay's money-back guarantee. Now, again, nine times out of ten, maybe even 9.5 times out of 10, eBay will side with the buyer if there's any problems with an item. This includes any mistakes in a description or a product photo or misrepresentation on how something works. If the seller says that the product is in working order and you get it and it will not turn on and then the buyer ghosts you, well, guess what? eBay is going to step in and have your back. Look, I'm a seller on eBay eBay is built around its buyers, all right? I understand that when I'm selling on eBay, many times I am taking a risk because even if I am 100% honest, eBay still wants to keep the buyers happy. There's plenty of sellers out there that will sell. So if as a buyer, you have a lot more leverage than a seller when it comes to using eBay. Now, purchases on eBay are brokered using PayPal, and PayPal is the millman, and they will take a percentage of the sale from the seller's profit. So you don't pay anything extra other than any required taxes and, of course, shipping to get the item delivered to you. So just remember, if you're buying on eBay, chances are very good you're going to need to pay tax on your item. Now, again, if you're buying off of Facebook or if you're buying off of, say, Radio Reference Classifieds, Taxes are pretty much transparent because at that point, it's a deal between you and the seller. 
There's no middleman. There's nobody in the middle. Even if you transfer money over, I would highly recommend always using PayPal. Don't use anything other than that because PayPal is in the business of protecting both parties, okay? I, even on my e-commerce business over on East Coast Pagers, I lean on PayPal now for a majority of the purchases because of the protection that not only I get, but also my buyers get as well. And again, you've got some time when it comes to PayPal to actually open up a case. So say you buy something and it works well for two weeks, right? The money is already out of your hand. It's in the buyer's hand. But on the third week, something breaks. Well, you've got a 45-day period at this time right now to kind of open up a complaint with PayPal and have them step in and and look at it. Now, again, after a two-week period of time, you've had the radio long enough. But again, there is a guarantee that things are supposed to be the way it's supposed to be. So... PayPal can step in and help you out there. So there's a lot going for you when you use eBay or when you use PayPal to make the purchase. Now, again, not to say there's any other places that I wouldn't recommend buying from. I have bought many scanner radios directly from the classifieds in Radio Reference. There's no issues with that. Again, you've got to remember that you want to use something like PayPal to help with the transaction, to broker the transaction. Never wire bank wire money over, never send the person a check. I mean, it used to be back in the day, I would send money orders out for things on eBay. Those days, I've stopped doing that because, again, buyer's protection is in place when you use the policies or the procedures that are there for a reason. Another place where you can actually go ahead and you can buy, again, Facebook Marketplace. But again, if you're using Facebook Marketplace, make sure that you're not using Facebook's payment program to buy scanner radios because there's no protection when it comes to Facebook payment. Facebook assumes you're wiring money over to a friend of yours and somebody that you already know and not a stranger that you just met off the internet that has a product. So if somebody is offering, say, an SDS 200 for $500 instead of $700 and you transfer the money over via Facebook, you may not be seeing a SDS 200 show up at your door. And that guy just walked away with $500 of your money and there's nothing that Facebook is going to do to step in on that. Craigslist, again, you can try and find stuff on Craigslist. Again, that's more of a local, and I would definitely recommend if you're going to do that, that's a cash-only deal from Craigslist. I wouldn't do anything else besides that. So, again, the market is actually very strong right now if you're looking to buy a used scanner. There's plenty of resources out there. And when you do look on eBay, there are pages and pages and pages of scanners that you can buy in a used market. There's enough of a supply there that if you're looking for something that isn't in high demand in a new market, you should have no problem finding it, no problem bidding on it, and no problem getting it for a good price. Again, I think that there's a very small part of the market, the used market, that is creating used scanners that are expensive, but that's a very slim margin on what you're looking at in the whole picture overall. So on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about more scanners to look out for that, yes, are inflated in pricing besides just the SDS series of scanners. But we also have some scanners out there that are looking at some particular catchphrases and buzzwords to try and drive more dollars just because they put one word in front of their listing. What is that word? and Is it worth a premium? find out on the other side of this break. Now, again, if you're a Patreon supporter to three and a five dollar level, this break doesn't happen for you. So if you want to skip this break, just go ahead and go to scannerschool.com slash Patreon and download our Patreon only feed that does not have this upcoming break. Everybody else, we'll see you in a couple minutes. 
to the conclusion of the podcast. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in a market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in a market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com support before you make your purchases, and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealer serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back to the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly phil at eastcoastpagers.com do you have a new scanner you're having problems understanding how it works maybe you're new to the entire home patrol database of programming and you can't figure out sentinel did you get a new sdr and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use unitrunker dsd plus maybe set up a pieware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works the podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com consulting. For your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com dot com 
to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so for the most part, like we said before the break, the market is flooded with many scanner radio models that are out there. The prices are remaining very steady and very affordable for these scanner radios. Now, you will have the occasional person who believes that their old crystal radio will honor a very high price tag because they put the word vintage in front of their listing. I believe this is somebody who clearly doesn't understand the scanning radio market, is using a particular buzzword in order to drive attention to their unit, to their model, to their scanner. And they would know if they did a quick search that this, yeah, is a old vintage model, but it doesn't really earn any extra coin because of the fact that it's vintage. The market is flooded. It's diluted when it comes to particular scanner radio models. Surprisingly, such as the Electra Bearcat 3s and 4s, and even the 101, right? Those are old crystal style scanners and even many Patrolman scanner radios that are out there. They've seen a lot of use. They've seen and they've been burnt by a lot of UV, right? The cases are yellow. The glues are coming off. The switches are stuck. The capacitors will pop when you plug them in type of deal. But if a radio has been well-maintained and if it's still, and we say new old stock, right? If it's a collector's item still in the box, never been used, still has the manual, right? Those radios are collecting a premium, And again, they're collecting a premium because not only are you getting the average Joe that just wants a scanner because they thought it was cool, you're getting the guy that wants it because he's a collector. And now you're looking at collector markets for used scanners and not just the average scanner radio used market here. Well, why would you want a collector's scanner? Well, maybe this is the radio that you've always wanted and you can never afford. Or maybe this is a scanner you had as a kid. Or maybe this is a scanner that you use daily, but you want one in pristine condition. Maybe you just want one that is in pristine condition because you want to put it on a shelf, right? And they're out there. I mean, a lot of scanners that are out there have been kept in attic spaces, have been kept maybe in a damp basement. The chrome that's been around on the bezel is pitted. The dials or the rubber on them has snapped or has shrunk and has become dry. Maybe the speakers are disintegrating and they don't sound well anymore. Like I said before, capacitors are popping. Glue is not holding anymore, right? The cases have become very sticky over time and need to be cleaned up a little bit. The vintage collector's market does require a higher premium. That's the market where you're going to see scanners that are expensive and Again, supply is going to dictate demand on those. Now, the demand on them is not very high, but the supply is also not very high on them either. For example, we also have some Radio Shack Pro 2006 scanners. They're holding very steady at an affordable price point. They're going to cost you more than, say, maybe a, dare I say, BC 780 XLT. Right? But when you find one that's still new in the box or find one that's had the built cheek mod done to them where they've had uh, signal strength meters or carrier meters or even a opto board added to them, those will hold a higher premium than a regular, unmodified, abused, normally used 
scanner. I say abused because I'm, I'm just saying it's been out. It's been collecting dust, right? You're going to expect to spend 50 to 60 bucks on one of those scanners. But again, you find one in a box, 100, 150, right? There's short supply. But you're looking at a collector's market at that point and not an average Joe used scanner radio market. Now, again, there's other scanners out there that are holding on to value, such as AOR. Those scanners are still very strong, and even 20-year-old scanners are demanding prices over the $100 point. Now, again, AOR has always been a very expensive radio, so the used market is still reflecting a higher purchase price on those radios. But even radios such as a Upatero, they're holding a higher price point because they were very difficult to bring into the U.S. at one point. The market for them is still strong. The market for them is rare. You can expect to spend seventy-five to one hundred twenty-five to one hundred fifty dollars on a Upatero MT seventy-one hundred. I know I bought a radio that was a little higher than I really wanted to spend, but the market dictates that, right? And again, my need to have that radio is dictating that. I let an MT-700 go for less than $100 because I didn't think it was worth it at the time. After missing out on that auction and then waiting for another one to come up and finding it go, and waiting for another one to come up and finding it go, I realized that the person that I <laughs> I let have that radio got a deal because I wasn't willing to bid enough on them. That's kind of where it goes. What is the scanner worth to you? And again, if nobody's going to bid against you on an eBay auction, you may get lucky and find a radio that is lower than what the market really is dictating what it is. Another radio that is having a strong secondary market is the Uniden MR8100. Those radios are still going for really good money on eBay and in the secondary market. And again, it's a lot of the coolness factor of that scanner radio and the limited market on them. Now, again, I got caught in the MR8100 craze around when we go into lockdown, and I bought three of them because I bought one that was working okay, and I bought another one for parts, and then I finally found one that was fully usable, and I still hold on to the extra two, right? If you want to learn more about the MR8100, check out session number 145, where I talk all about that very unique scanner radio. Another set of radios that are holding on to value are the ICOM receivers, the uh, ICOM R8600, the 8500, even the PCR 1000s, 1500s, 2500s, the R6s. You can find those, though, for a song, the R5s, the R2s, if you're looking to get into a handheld. Those you can find for a pretty good penny on eBay. Now, again, it's still a strong market for them, but they're not really expensive out of the gate when you're looking for an ICOM r six, which is the current model. Just to prove a point here, I bought an R5 for about the price I could have bought an R6 for. Just gotten to the fact that I really wanted the R5 for some reason, and I still don't understand why I really had to have that radio, but I immediately went out and bought an R6 just so I can compare the two of them together, and I have yet to take the R6 out of the box. Yeah, COVID dopamine hit that we talked about last week. That's that's what that radio was. But again, like we're saying there is still a very strong market for other scanners besides those with the SDS prefix. Think the TRX, TRX-1 and the TRX-2. And even though those are now older scanners compared to what Uniden is putting out, they are still current models from Whistler, and they have not lost 
too much value over time because they are still a new scanner, making them current and keeping those values high. So if you have a two-year-old SDS-100 or SDS-200 or a three- or four-year-old TRX-1 or TRX-2, I think those radios are that old, you're in a good position right now because you can sell those scanners for pretty much what they're going for in a new market. So do I feel that the used market is out of control or is the current market expecting too much value over the scanners right now, right? Are, are we paying too much? Are people asking too much for their used gear? I don't feel that way at all. I feel older scanners, crystal-controlled scanners, very early push-button programmable scanners, right? They're holding their market. They are. Uh, it's interesting because sometimes I'll talk about a radio that I won't, I won't see on eBay until I talk about it on the podcast, and then I see a ton of them, even though I'm doing a lot of them. <laughs> doing a lot of uh, podcast episodes, such as um, you know the BC two hundred XLT. I hadn't seen those in a while. Then I did a podcast episode, and all of a sudden, boom, they're popping up on eBay. It is interesting that they're out there, but I don't think that they're requesting too much of a price point. I think that there's enough of them out there keeping prices in check. I think the prices are staying steady. I don't think the prices are getting inflated right now. So if you want to buy a used scanner radio, I think that it's safe to do so. I think you're not going to pay too much money right now. I do think that there's a couple of radios that do require a higher price point. Like I said, new in-box older scanners. Current P25 scanners that you cannot find in the new market are going to hold on to a very high premium because you can't find them new. But this isn't just an opinion of mine. This is me watching eBay for well over two years. I actually set up an alert and I get delivered to my inbox every single morning all new scanners that are Uteden, that are Whistler, that are GRE, that are Radio Shack, that are realistic. Okay, I have queries set up for all of these. And every morning, part of my routine is I look at those emails. And I look and see what is new on eBay because I am always in the market for new scanner radios, even if they're new to me. But I've noticed that prices have been very steady over the last two years. Now, I don't have any scientific evidence to back me up. And I'm sure if somebody is going to go in there and run some data trends, hey, more power to you. Go for it. But me, I'm just going off of what I've been noticing with my own two eyes and what I can recall and everything like that. This is my op-ed, my opinion on the used scanner radio market, even though I probably just said it wasn't my opinion, but it is my opinion. It's my podcast, right? <laughs> so there we go. So again, go ahead, go buy a used scanner. Go support Scanner School with a purchase from eBay by going to scannerschool.com slash eBay. And if you really need one, go grab a new-to-you SDS or TRX-flavored scanner. But again, like I said in last week's podcast, hold out for the new ones. Just because they're not there now doesn't mean you won't get a couple that are available to sellers such as Scanner Master. Again, scannerschool.com slash Scanner Master to help us out as well. Follow us on social media though, especially on Twitter. Because if I do see that somebody has new TRXs or SDS flavored scanners, I will be sharing an affiliate link on Twitter. Scannerschool.com slash Twitter is the best way to find us over there as well. All right. How did we do on today's podcast episode? Do you agree with me? Do you think that scanner radios 
are right where they need to be on the used market, or do you feel they're too expensive? If you're listening to this on your podcast, go to scannerschool.com slash session 188. Leave me a comment in the session notes so you can be a part of the discussion on this podcast episode. If you're listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment below. Let us know what you think about this Scanner Radio podcast session right now. Your comments below the YouTube video will be forever part of this YouTube video. All right. Finally, if you think somebody else can benefit from this podcast episode, you know the drill. Share this podcast with somebody else because by sharing this, this is how you help me help more people. And that's the goal of the Scanner School podcast is to help as many people as possible with the Scanner Radio hobby. So with that, we'll catch you all next week where I'm answering more questions. I need your questions. Go to scannerschool.com slash ask. I need your questions. I need your questions. And if I have to say it again, I need more questions so I can keep those podcast sessions going. All right, guys. We'll catch you all next week. My name is Felix Denberger, and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73.